<laughs> Welcome to the About Sex Podcast. I'm Joshua Skirtu, and with me today, as always, is my lovely wife, Angela. Hi. Hi. You're an ASEC certified <laughs> sex therapist yes. and a marriage and family therapist. And today we actually have a special guest, Sally Hunt, who she's Hi. a sex positive activist and organizer who advocates for public school sex ed based in unbiased medical facts rather than medically inaccurate abstinence only sex ed based in fear, judgment due to conservative religious agenda. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Sally founded the Political Activation Action Committee and the Facebook group Expose Thrive, designed to aware raise awareness and fight against Thrive, a fundamentalist Christian anti-choice group that is based in several St. Louis and St. Charles, Missouri public school districts, de teaching their abstinence-only sex ed curriculum. Hi, Sally. Hi. Hi. Good to Sally. have you here. Hi. Good to have you. Thank so, you. Good to be here. Before we get started, I want to say something. Like, we are talking about sex, because this is the About Sex podcast, <laughs> but today we're also talking about religion and politics. So these three, if you threw money in, like, every single person listening would just hate us right away. So <laughs> understand, these are very sensitive topics, so if you, if you hear a opinion you don't agree with, that's fine, but we're all trying to talk about love, we're all trying to talk about positive change. That's our point of view. That's where we're coming from. Love and science. Love and science. <laughs> facts. Facts. Yes. Just, I am putting a Unbiased plug in for facts. facts. Unbiased facts. <laughs> True. <laughs> yes. So, so let's get started. Uh, Sally, so we're talking about religion. Are you religious at all? Were you raised in a religious household? No, no. I'm no. an atheist. You're an atheist. And I actually always have been. I um, No, I was not raised with religion at all. I've always been a strong proponent of the separation of church and state everyone right. else is entitled to their religious beliefs but please keep it out of laws please keep right. it out of public schools right they can have their yeah. own beliefs but you don't yeah. want to be enforced on your kids or you yeah. right exactly. I, I believe that. there's some constitutional statements on that as well oh yeah <laughs> exactly oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's somewhere in there around the fifth somewhere it says yeah, yeah separation yeah. of church and state although the pledge of allegiance does incorporate they, some oh, christian ideals under god that. they added okay. that in the 1950s actually yes. it was not originally part of it they also had a big movement of conservatism in the 50s yeah so that's why they added that yes. so it wasn't part of all it about being against atheists basically it's all yeah. about prejudice against atheists. well they were so. trying to like single out communists yes and Atheism oh, in general. saying we're we're not like those godless commies type uh, of thing. Oh, exactly. so, yeah, it's, it's yeah, wrong. Yeah. My kids ask me about that all the time. They're like, "Why do we? Why do we say this?" And it says under God. I know. Well, don't say it. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. They know yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Where you say what you want. I don't care. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> tell us a little bit about Thrive. Like, what medical medical inaccuracies inaccuracies do they teach like oh yeah i'm excited about I'm all excited the weird about facts this, and, like, and uh, thrive tell me it's it's <laughs> or just it's, tell us in general what they do yeah so um so thrive is a conservative fundamentalist um organization and there's no secret about that it's right there on their tax forms they're oh it is centered oh, oh yeah okay. i mean they okay. don't even pretend to not be they for sure they are they are a religious organization that's absolutely who thrive is but the thing is so th this organization thrive has a mm -hmm. school program that they pretend is secular, but <laughs> it's not because it's all one organization. Right. There's not a separate. So that the school mm -hmm. abstinence only curriculum is called best choice, best mm -hmm. choice. Oh, um, and they even change it so that people kind of don't know exactly that it's abstinence only education. Ex right. Exactly. They're not going to call it abstinence only. Which, by the way, I just want to throw this out there. Abstinence only education is the worst sex education. It's it has horrible outcomes and is, is affecting our teens. What are the outcomes? Like, I, oh, I can put it down. <laughs> I wrote these. Oh, she wrote. So, um, US has the highest rate of STD infections 
in the industrialized world. Uh, one in four teens contract STDs currently in the United States and um, higher teen pregnancy rates. Uh, the last we had checked, Missouri was the highest, but I looked again and now it's actually mostly southern states that uh, are like, it's funny. Mm-hmm. If We're you look losing at it, people. Yeah. Come on. Like, if you look at the picture, I don't know if they can see this or not, but it's blue well, is the, the highest teen, S- the YouTube, teen pregnancy rate. YouTube may see it, but <laughs> the people on the podcast. And then in the won't. middle, in the middle is green, which is the, the next belt. highest. Yeah. And then, like, in all of the most. Um, Liberal states have the lowest the blue states. Yeah. pregnancy rates. Yeah. Um, you know, like New York, everything on the east, the north area, and then like Washington. So abstinence-only programs, yeah. <laughs> abstinence programs have higher pregnancy yeah. and STD rates among their yeah. users. Yeah, because they don't educate them about how to prevent those things. Yeah. Condoms yeah. and birth control. Because they're saying just use abstinence, <laughs> and then if they don't, well, then... No, just don't do it. That's the only one that works. That's, That's what they so say. And so they leave kids ignorant. They intentionally, they want kids to be ignorant about their own bodies, about mm-hmm. their own sexuality, about the importance and effectiveness mm-hmm. of condoms when used correctly, when used mm-hmm. consistently, about the effectiveness of birth control and mm-hmm. the various birth control options. And like yeah, this just pr- teaching them what the options are. Yeah, yeah. It, right. Like nobody the- told me anything about that when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. They're just like, don't do it. Or don't, you get all these warts and stuff. Yeah, want. and yeah. not to say that there's anything wrong with that value system. If you want to wait until you're married, sure. you're allowed to wait until you're married, you know, and teach that to your kids. But it shouldn't be something that's enforced on every child, especially if some kids and teens are going to have sex. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's a personal choice that each individual will make on their own, regardless mm-hmm. of what any adult tells them that oh, they yeah. want them to do. Right? If your parents <laughs> yeah, tell you to you not do, do yeah. something, <laughs> you're going to do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because everybody is sexual. Everybody. That's the thing. It's normal. Yes. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Everybody, after puberty, you have sexual urges, mm-hmm. you have sexual mm-hmm. desires. Why do we pretend like this is not normal and healthy for everybody? You yeah. know? Well, it's- and I see beyond in the teens, I see the effects in adults, actually. A, l- a lot of my work is uh, making up for a lot of lost sex education. Couples who are in sexless marriages, people who are very unhappy, who don't even know basic things about their body, never looked at their vaginas mm-hmm. <laughs> once, or women who've never had their own orgasm simply because yes. they didn't feel safe to explore that. Yes. Yeah, it's like pleasure has been taken completely out of this conversation. Mm-hmm. And it, we're, it's so silly. We can't pretend as though the reason people are having sex, you the vast majority of the time, we can't pretend like it's not for pleasure because it is. I mean, oh, yeah. yes, you, you can good. make a baby, but that's usually not the reason people are actually having sex. And it really uh, messes people up for their mm-hmm. whole lives. It does. When we don't talk about pleasure and we don't talk about sex in a positive way. Yeah. So I'm big on now talking about being sex positive yeah and so like this abstinence only curriculum that thrive best choices teaching is sex negative and they it's they, shaming yeah they're shaming kids they're basically presenting sex and sexuality as a negative mm-hmm. harmful shameful uh thing that you should you know you should fear sex and it's scary and that really can mess people up psychologically uh-huh. for their entire lives and then they don't want to have open honest communication with yeah. their partners even if they do wait till marriage then they're, yeah. they don't want to talk about it they're not going to enjoy their sex life right. A whole host of clients that I'm just reteaching sex so that that's not shameful anymore because that's what's happening. They can't communicate about it. The only way they do communicate is either with fighting or avoiding the topic altogether. But then they have unhappy yeah. sex lives. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, actually want so going on that um, topic further. What are some of the medical inaccuracies yeah. you found? Yeah. Um. So yeah, there there are several. So first of all, um, thrive best choice. Um. They tell students that um, the most effective 
form of birth control other than just not having sex and being abstinent. Other than that, they actually are telling kids that the most effective form of birth control is the natural family planning method or the rhythm method. The rhythm method. Right. And so... Pregnant on that one. (laughs) Yeah, people get pregnant during uh, that one. it's, It's awful. And the thing is... They actually have a list of um, citations of the sources that they use. Mm-hmm. And so for that, they actually cite the Archdiocese of St. Louis oh, wow. for that information. <laughs> Very scientific. Is, well, he oh, is no. a, a known expert in sex, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Archdi- he wait, sex? wait, wait. <laughs> aren't they Catholic? Don't they not have sex? <laughs> right. All, all the time. All the time. who don't have any sex, I <laughs> yeah. know. Except with, well. No, no, no. <laughs> right, whatever, whatever. Let's not get, whatever. Let's not yeah. get but that But anyway, far. we're not going to do that. Okay. But no so, Michael Jackson uh, joke. Yes. So that is one major problem. And the thing is, so they are telling these kids that, they, they tell kids, so technically, it, of course, it's true that there are days that girls um, are not ovulating. But so the, what they're saying, though, is there are days when girls are not fertile and mm-hmm. not able to get pregnant. And so they talk about this, right. the rhythm method, natural family planning but method. But that's not true. But It's just they have a lower chance of getting pregnant. A lower pregnant. chance. Right. Totally, exactly. And I think they leave out the fact that when girls are young, their period cycles are not regular. Not regular. Anyway, no. so you can't yeah, really you don't know out. when you're ovulating. Even a lot of adults. Right. I never knew. I didn't girls. even know what ovulation was when I was a teenager. I was like, uh, what? There's a second thing going on down there? Well, that's when the duck goes and lays the egg, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they plant it in your uterus. Right. <laughs> and then the stork exactly. comes and Medically they have sex. accurate people. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but so also, like, the big concern with that is, so you've got these teenagers that are have been told this, so they're going to be thinking, these, you know, the girls would be like, well, I get right now I'm... I guess I'm not ovulating. I'm not going to be able to get pregnant. So we mm-hmm. don't have to use a condom. We don't have to use any birth control. So right. not only are they more likely to get pregnant, but when you, then what about STDs? You know, they yeah. leave out that. They don't talk about condoms at all. Mm-hmm. It's just really what we need to be emphasizing, of course, correcting and consistent condom use if kids are ever going to be sexually active. Right. So that's one medical um, inaccuracy there and the, the citation of the archdiocese. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's one. Um, so they are also um, telling kids um, that... Um, you, that you will be um, psychologically impacted um, that if negatively, like for the remainder of your life, um, if you have you. sex before be marriage, they don't it. use they don't use the word scar. It changes you. They say they, that's <laughs> they, they say that you will not be able to um, bond with partners as mm-hmm. much in the future, um, and so there's Why? no there's no citation <laughs> for that whatsoever. They just they make they just it make up. That's just a belief. They're just making it up as they go. And that's not necessarily true. I mean, I know plenty of people who've had sex before marriage that bonded quite well with their partners. In fact, actually, I see the opposite sometimes happen. If if people haven't had sex before marriage, they struggle to bond with their partner because they struggle to even talk and interact around sex. Because you got to think about it. Like (laughs) somebody who has never had sex before marriage, if both of them, they're going and they just got married. They're going in their marriage bed together. They're like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, <laughs> like literally, like, literally, they don't it's, know it's what almost to do with like their you're hands. a teenager exploring for the first time. <laughs> right. And a lot of times that's very awkward and they end up going to see a sex therapist. They do because, they because maybe they did life. consummate, but now they don't like sex or maybe one of them likes sex, but the other one doesn't, or they just can't communicate at all about yeah. it. So it's become more reduced. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. sometimes they're not able to talk about it mm-hmm. because 
They're, they have shame built into it. So they're not mm-hmm. even able to talk to their partner about, oh, well, I had a little premature ejaculation. We're just going to not talk at all and, right. and just hope for the, the best. Topic. Yeah. <laughs> and it hurts exactly. you in so many ways because you're not communicating openly. Yeah. You're not mm-hmm. comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, this curriculum definitely does that to well, people. Well, and to be fair, it probably does change it for them because they've first made sex about shame yeah. right and so like then now if they have sex then they're going to feel shamed of themselves for mm-hmm. having sex before marriage and then they will actually like they're probably creating the very thing that they're suggesting because exactly. they're shaming people for sex exactly. yeah. and that shame doesn't go away when they get married even people who do believe in abstinence until marriage that they struggle with shame still afterwards because it's like my whole life this has been something wrong and now <laughs> it's right and they they have a, a real difficulty transitioning they camera. still feel mm-hmm. shameful around it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That can affect you for the rest of your life. Like yeah. you Anyways. said, right? Yeah. Right. It, yeah. exactly. Well, so what other facts? Any interesting? Well, so it's <laughs> it's really, um, it's, it's laughable, but it's so sad at the same time. They, I have this slide where they call sperm male eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we laugh at that because it's funny, but at the same time, like, Oh my God! This obviously is a curriculum that was not written by any medical, any medical professional. professional. Yeah, they wouldn't call it. They would call it a zygote, <laughs> if anything, sperm or zygote. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So I mean, that's the thing is like they obviously there's a difference yeah. um, between a sperm and an egg, and if you don't yeah. even know that basic fact, then you shouldn't be teaching yeah. sex education. Yeah, I want the most educated people to be teaching my kids about mm-hmm. these things. Not it, it, the least educated Well, and people. I think it should be pointed out that these individuals who teach the Thrive Best Choice curriculum, they go into these public schools, and these people are not qualified in any way yeah. to teach. They're not how even certified they, teachers. How are they picked? How are they chosen? Is it the school board's choosing them? So, Are they paying these people to come into their schools the and school teach The school districts do not pay Thrive, they and that's part them. of Thrive's um, selling point is they say, oh, well, oh, you free. don't have to pay us. Right, yeah. it's free to the school district. Free miseducation. So, oh. Exactly. <laughs> free, yeah, free harmful, yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. Free harmful I'm, education I'm, that'll destroy you know, your child's I'm life. I'm sure right? there are some white supremacist <laughs> groups that'll come in and teach for free as well. Oh, right. like, wow, totally. that would be helpful. Right. Like, sure, Thank do we really you. want that? No, we don't. We want accurate things and yes. not hateful well things. didn't you mention right. a law earlier before we were taping tell us about the abort like something about abortion and oh, stuff yeah <laughs> so missouri state law um actually says that um you cannot have a sex ed curriculum that has been written by anyone who provides abortion services and planned parenthood has really good comprehensive unbiased fact-based mm-hmm. Um, inclusive, LGBT inclusive um, sex education, ed. Yeah. And yep. so mm. it's really, we need to change those laws for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I mean, there are other curriculum that, uh, the, a curricula that we can use as well that are like yeah. that, but it is unfortunate that we have that law. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, how, how would you define that? I mean, plenty of people could be in some form of, like, even if you're not providing the abortions, you're still providing education about that as an option. Well, it's so provider, that make it it's some, provider specifically. Well, no, I mean, it actually, it also says if you give referrals, you uh, give referrals, which, you know, like know, anybody really... who's in a referral business, that, that cuts out really? any doctors, any nurses, any people who really yeah. know accurate information yeah. about sex. Right. Yeah, because generally... Um, that's terrible. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. you know what? I, just to put in a... This, this is his own, like, little side topic. I think that it, it, it baffles me that people put so much energy into abortion laws and they don't put any energy into prevention. Like, if you really don't want abortion, like, and I'm not 
going one way or the other on this particular issue. But what I am saying is, if why not focus yeah. on, if you're pro-life, why not focus on condoms and birth control? That is the easiest way right. to prevent abortions is to Education. have right. things ahead of time that can prevent them from getting to that space. I think abortions end up being higher as a result of teens of and adults not being aware of the ways to prevent that from happening. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Of course. That's the thing. If you really want to prevent abortion, then you would, yeah, you want to prevent unintended pregnancies in the right? first place. Right. And they think just telling kids not to have sex will do that. But of course, yeah, of course that's absurd. And I'm just, I grabbed my phone because I wanted to pull up um, the actual slides because uh, there are so many, you know, but but like the worst of the worst, because when you ask about the medical inaccuracies, there are so many. I don't want to forget any. You're like, there's so many <laughs> bad things here. Yes. So while she's doing that, why don't I ask you, Angela, are there some science based organizations that do teach sex ed in public yes, schools? Yes. Like, so, so there's ASEC. What are they? ASEC. A-A-S-E-C-T has a curriculum that goes across the board, like yeah. from childhood to middle school age to adulthood of different uh, curriculum. You can go to the ASEC website to learn more but they have like 50 different books that you can purchase. Um, one of my favorite ones that I was talking about is um, it's one for elementary school kids and it's called It's Perfectly Normal. It's a cartoon book that mm -hmm. really clearly talks like about cartoons. the body. I know you would love this Yay. book. It, it goes over parts <laughs> of the body. It goes over making sex natural. It puts it in age appropriate content. Right. And then, um, and then even as you go up, there are different uh, books that are offered for middle school that are talking about gender, mm -hmm. talking about um, sexuality and prevention. Mm -hmm. But like really, um, so ASECT is one. I know um, the, there's SSSS, which is the Scientific Study of Sex. Um, I don't know all the S's, but they all have to do with science and sex. Mm -hmm. They have some curriculum suggestions. And of course, like she said, Planned Parenthood. Um, those yeah. are all the best curriculums that are out there. But the biggest thing is, is it needs to be under the umbrella of comprehensive right. sex education where right. they're covering everything, not right. just pieces. And LGBTQ inclusive, A of course, right. not yep. leaving them out of the conversation. Because yeah. they do exist right. <laughs> in Exa the world, exactly. to be fair. Yeah. Recognizing yeah. they exist. They're part of this conversation. So they're, do they not talk about that at yes. all yeah, as a part of Thrive? Yes. So, uh, so Thrive Best Choice is heteronormative. Mm -hmm. And so they like to Let's claim... Let's say what that is. So Hetero heteronormative yeah. is just assuming that everybody's heterosexual. Okay. Yeah, and, and only talking to that population. Exactly. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and so the and so Thrive, you know, wants to um, act as though, well, we're not outwardly, you know, anti-LGBT. We so just don't fine. talk about it. Yeah. But yeah, there, so there, that is so harmful to these kids who are sitting in on this lesson. And it's, well, of course, they're sexual beings as well mm -hmm. they one day are going to be having sex or are already mm -hmm. um so we need to include them and just recognize that they exist they have sex as well there are different kinds of sex mm -hmm. it's not mm -hmm. all one kind mm -hmm. um so so that that's important that needs yeah. to be a part of any sex and you know you they can lgbt students can get um stis as well yep. they mm -hmm. need to know about condom use for sure um and I think also for um, trans and gender nonconforming mm -hmm. students, this is really important because Thrive Best Choice is really uh, they promote gender stereotypes. The entire curriculum hmm. is built upon, um, you know, basically like boys are aggressive. 
Boys, women are submissive women are and submissive. should be in the kitchen barefoot. They may as well. Yeah. With, you know, pregnant, <laughs> cooking him a sandwich. Like, they may as right? well. They it? may yeah. as well just go ahead and say that. that right. There's some scientific evidence that points to you making sandwiches is going to be good for your relationship. I know that they, well, I'm sure they want on. me to be making sandwiches and not doing this. It goes both ways. Yeah. She loves it when I help around the house and I love it when she makes me a sandwich. Uh, like, really. Yeah, it's, but that's different. You, like you want to make, both you wanna make your other. spouse happy, male or female. True. Show up when they're having a bad day and make them sandwich. It, exactly. They will love you f- forever. Exactly. Just hand it to them and then walk away. It's like, like, why oh, did you make feel me so true. loved? That's true. so sweet. So we can look up those slides right. and post them as a part of the podcast at the end. But why don't we keep going? Yeah. Um, why were you escorted by the police from St. Charles High? <laughs> I want to know that. Yeah, it's a fun story. Yeah. Um, so I... There was so you know I started this activism. I started the group Exposed Thrive. Um, I, I it, well officially the group started in February. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been fight, doing this activism since December when I first learned that Thrive Best Choice was in um, originally twenty school districts. Now only seven, fortunately. Mm. Um, oh, wow. So yeah, yeah. So some st- have dropped it. Thirteen Is school that- districts have decided to end their relationship wow. with Thrive wow. Best Choice since we started doing this. So it's awesome. really That's amazing. So you're yeah. doing good. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, So, yeah, seven left. Um, What about St. Charles? But so regarding St. Charles, so what had happened was um, because of the pressure from us in Exposed Thrive, um, Mm -hmm. they finally decided to have a Thrive Best Choice parent curriculum night because mm-hmm. what prior to that no one had ever seen the thrive best choice curriculum so the, the so they're just teaching it to the kids already they had been they had teaching for years and all of never these public shown the school districts no parent had ever seen the curriculum but not only that no public school administrator or board member had actually ever seen the curriculum so basically all crazy. of these all of these public schools had just been assuming that you know giving thrive the benefit of the doubt that it's medically accurate and that it's a good quality curriculum but truly no one had ever seen the they didn't do their curriculum. due diligence if you're if you're a exactly. board member a and you're hiring educators like exactly like they're just like yeah we'll do the Pretty much they knew a guy that knew a guy that knew exactly. something about like, sex. Like, teach our kids about sex because we don't want to do it exactly. anyways. Completely. Let's so they that. outsource it so they don't have to deal with it. Um, and they let them come in. And um, But no one ever checked up on this curriculum. So 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 we started asking, to see, demanding to see it. We need to see this curriculum that you're teaching in public schools. Yeah. So f- anyway, so finally then, so the St. Charles School District held um, this Thrive Best Choice Parent Curriculum Night. Um, and so what they did was... Um, they allowed us, um, those of us who were not in the district, I'm a Parkway parent, but Parkway mm-hmm. used to have Thrive Best Choice. And I wanted to learn about this curriculum because I hadn't been able to. And Thrive wouldn't answer my questions. The districts wouldn't answer my questions because they didn't have the curriculum. Hmm. So I'm, I'm thinking, I need to know what they're teaching. So right. I wanted to go to this parent curriculum night because there had never been a parent curriculum night huh. before. Hmm. This was the first one. So, um, so anyway, so me and a bunch of other people with Exposed Thrive, we went to St. Charles High School and they allowed us to come in, but they told us that if we were not, you know, basically like special VIP invited guests, if we were not the parents of kids that they specifically invited to attend who have kids that are in the sex ed class that semester, that we would have to sit, this was all in the gym and we had to sit in the back in the bleachers and then like the special so VIP. So pretty much they're like, go to the back of the bus. <laughs> exactly. Like, well, and they said here because you have opinions and we don't want to hear those well right because that's right. the thing not only did we sit in the back but they said the rules were we had to be quiet we could not ask a single question because they're terrified to actually have to answer 
for their curriculum. They don't want that information getting out there, which was abundantly clear. I mean, if you have an actual true fact-based curriculum, what are you afraid so of? So really, they're just you putting know? on a show. So Really, they're putting on a show. Completely. They're like, we're here to be open about pitch. this. But anybody who has actual opinions or who will talk to us, we're going to put them out of the back. Bingo. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it was. It's a sales pitch. They don't actually want to tell say what exactly they're teaching. So, so we all had to sit in the back in this roped-off section of the bleachers. They've got this little rope, special VIP roped-off section they for their parents. Literally segregated you. So, <laughs> literally right. with rope. So what happened? The reason I got escorted out. So this was uh, literally ten minutes before the presentation even had begun, and I walked to the special section, um, the VIP section on the other side of this rope, mm -hmm. um, because there was a woman there that I had talked to prior um, that I wanted to talk to a little bit more. So I sat down, and she happily engaged and wanted to talk to me as well, a parent in the district. And we were just sitting there making polite conversation 10 minutes before the presentation started. And then a police officer walked up to me and said, nope, ma'am, you got to go back over there to the bleachers. Um, and I said, well, okay, I, I will. Uh, we still have 10 minutes and I'm talking to this woman. We're just making conversation. And he was like, nope, you got to go. And it should be noted, by the way, there were literally six armed police officers at the, I mean, have you ever been to a parent curriculum night at a public school that has six armed police officers that are walking around? Like, for what? Be, for the purpose of intimidating us so that we yeah. would know our place and not ask any questions to actually get this information about the curriculum out there. Hmm. I mean, they are really, really trying to hide the information of what is being taught from the public. And wow. so they, he told me I had to, well, then the superintendent walked over and um said okay well if she's refusing to go back take her out he told that they were looking for take... you they were targeting yeah. you completely because they <laughs> yeah. thrive already knew who i was that i am oh, this yeah. activist speaking out against them in public schools absolutely they did target me and yeah. they wanted wow. they said any way we can get her out of there let's do it so a police officer escorted me out he threatened to arrest me he said that he could arrest me for trespassing even though i had been rightfully admitted to the building but because i was in this roped off section he said it could be trespass <laughs> yeah, anyway i didn't get arrested court, yeah, yeah but i didn't get arrested that's good news it's a public space too exactly that is open to the public it, exactly and so it did it was on the wow. news and it, um fox 2 did a news story about it oh, yeah. which then the that the cool thing about that was it um we got to talk about mm. i i talked about the problems with this curriculum and how it shames kids yeah. and makes yeah. kids feel dirty so any I, I was happy that at least that message got out there to that a bigger group of people exactly yeah. they're trying to hide this curriculum so much that they're willing to threaten arrest and have a, a mom you know kicked out who's only trying to learn about who wasn't curriculum. doing anything you were just talking to literally somebody. talking you're yeah. not allowed to talk in this section That's yeah silly. i mean we have video of it i mean it's yeah it was crazy yeah. huh Wow. Yeah, very silly. And St. Charles School District also threatened to have the me. The St. Charles City School District. The St. Charles yes, here? The city, that's the city, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> no. where we are. Yeah. Oh, no. The city of St. Charles School District, they uh, also threatened to have me and a couple others arrested another time at a board meeting um, because they limited um, the public comments at their board meeting to three because they knew what we were there to talk about. Oh. And They said three people could talk. They said only three people can talk. Then it's not public comment because then they could just exactly. line up three of their own people and so yeah. and there were um, a bunch of their own parents in the district who didn't get to talk and mm -hmm. parents and residents um and <clears throat> so then when we said well we we really need to we want to talk about this here at the board meeting we have information about this this is important and they said nope 
you don't get to talk. And then they threatened to have us arrested then and they kicked us out then. Um, so St. Charles has come a long way. I will say that they have got, they don't when do that anymore. That? When was that? So that, well, so that first me, uh, me getting escorted out at the parent curriculum night was in March. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, April, I believe is when they threatened to have us arrested. But since then we, I've gone to board meetings every month. They have not threatened to have me arrested That's and I good. have been able to speak. I think that they understand that that did not look good no. for them. I think they just yeah. realized, oh, we We're like trying to stifle people. somebody's freedom of speech here right. in a public space. Well, Maybe we should back the off. The hardest right. thing about all this is that it's stifling facts. Exactly. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm losing yeah. it a little ah. bit. I'm like, ah! right. I just want to be up in arms. <laughs> yeah. Put your arms up then. That's how <laughs> you do it. Yeah. I'm just so mad because Get the I, mean, I spend my no. life educating people exactly. about sex and healthy relationships. So. For them to not even be willing to hear the facts about that is really hard for me because I, mm-hmm. I see all the negative impacts of these education programs. And it, it like you said, it expands the rest of their lives. Well, so you have another question you want to ask, Josh? Uh, yeah, like what gaps are there in sex ed? Even among science-based fe- like sex ed, are they covering homosexuality and other types? Are they covering masturbation? Are they covering things like anal sex are they covering any of these topics which are a part of a lot of people's sex lives mm-hmm. that's reality yeah like, i mean they like i said pleasure is completely out of the equation oh they're not allowed to have so, pleasure while they have sex they don't ta- i mean it's not they, right it's basically it's not it's only about procreation about. and that's and that's right so that is why i now am addressing this from a perspective of understanding what sex positivity is versus sex mm-hmm. negativity we need to be sex positive mm-hmm. we it is harmful to kids to raise them in a sex negative culture Uh um like what this thrive best choice curriculum teaches where you are shaming and you are teaching that sex is scary and it's all risky mm-hmm. uh, behavior and it's just dangerous and that's all it is. Danger. As, a, <laughs> as opposed to, well, you know, that sex is a normal, yeah, healthy a part, normal of, part life. of life. We are no. sexual beings. Yeah. We have sexual desires. And yeah, if you're um, teaching them that it's a dangerous thing, you're creating a Pavlovian fear response. Anytime mm-hmm. the topic of sex comes up, even oh, yeah. talking about it, much less actually having sex. And she has that mm-hmm. in her room. People come in and who day. have that every day. anxiety I'm about sure. sex every day. And built like, that's by you, that. what you deal with all the time, I'm sure. It is. And actually, there's some stats on this. Hold on. Oh, oh she got her notebook out. <laughs> so for people who do get comprehensive sex education, 16% fewer boys and 15% fewer girls actually have sex um, uh, like in their teen years. They end up mm-hmm. waiting longer. Wait. Because what happens is that when you have the information as as a child as an adult about sex then you can make a logical decision right. about when you have sex and why you have sex when there's that fear-based response it's misinformation it's yeah, it, yeah. that's a big part of it too is that you're teaching them inaccuracies and guess what kids are smart mm-hmm. kids when you, are smarter. When, you, when they did yeah. the dare program in yeah. schools mm-hmm. they told kids oh yeah you take one hit of crack you're addicted for life or <laughs> if you smoke any weed you'll yeah. die immediately you'll be like laying in but an then, alley or a but ditch then <laughs> the reality is they yeah. see actual people doing drugs exactly. and they're like oh they're all having fun they didn't talk about that and they're at not all. dead they're and all... they're not dead so yeah. that so that, then they then they, then they is... unfortunately dive in and they uh-huh. may make really poor choices when it, it comes to that safely yeah yeah and what we want is for teens and adults to be logical about their mm-hmm. choices and the second thing is to understand how they're impacting others make empathetic choices so they're not harming people around them yes. i think miseducation also leads now this is an opinion but i'm sure there could be facts <laughs> around it i think it leads to more um 
uh, sexual acting out and people not realizing, like, for example, the consent conversations. Yes. That's one of the biggest things that I think I am still teaching this to adults, consent conversations at every level. And Do they um, teach that in they, school? Not the, in the, the abstinence Thrive Best only. Choice curriculum no. doesn't once mention they don't. Consent. And so, like, for example, I think yeah. that. So, what are they thinking? You just okay? Yeah, they're definitely only abstinence only. Because you're consenting by marriage. Because there's no consent That's conversation, it. and they don't know they can wow. say no. And some yes. of those can be prevented too, just yes. by understanding. Oh, has she verbally consented to this? No, this isn't something you're allowed to do. A lot right. of adults and teens are doing all nonverbal communication, but like, think of how easy it is to misread nonverbal and communication for the person to be empowered themselves that they don't have to have sex if yes, they're not. That you're allowed to say no. Comfortable, yeah. and that's why yes. actual comprehensive sex ed actually delays sexual activity uh-huh. because yeah. kids don't feel like they are pressured as much. They're not going to do it if they really don't want to because they yep. understand they don't have to because it's all their choice. And yes. On that, like if you're having a fear response when any sexual thing is happening, a lot of people freeze up. They yeah. Have like Instead a of saying, in the I'm not ready yeah. for so this. Not I don't want to do this. Yeah. It's like you're literally yeah. breaking yeah. people. Exactly. I think I, I really believe that it's, it's affecting, um, you know, like men who could have known certain things like that. Maybe they could have had that conversation, but yes. I don't know. I think it would reduce some of those rates of um, sexual acting out and yeah. sexual harm, sexual assault, that sexual I think assault. For sorry. Sure. No, you're fine. I think I, for sure. I think this is what people don't understand is a lot of people think that rape and sexual assault is only done by like this really bad guy, like in a dark alley it's a or dark something. Dark alley, it's and stranger think, that no. you don't know. Often yeah. it's a, a date rate it, sort of yeah, situation. Or I think it's a lot of guys you know. that yeah, it, or exactly, date rate. Yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. And I think even like a lot of guys who do that. Um, and you know, girls can absolutely sexually assault Anyone people as well. Assault. You don't. Nobody should ever touch anybody no. without their consent. Right. But you know, of course, more often it will be boys and men. And I think that um, oftentimes it is those boys and men who are doing that, especially haven't learned about consent, and mm-hmm. yeah. they don't. A lot of times they don't even know. And that's not an excuse, but they no don't excuse. know that it's wrong, and they th- right. just assume I can just do this because it's you know why not? I can just yeah. grab or I can just do the, do this. But it's right. like no, that's actually mm-hmm. not okay, and we have to have these conversations. And I also talk a lot about the thing is uh, the problem with Thrive Best Choice. Um, not only do they not talk about consent, but the whole abstinence only and telling kids, um, you know, that uh, you need to wait till marriage and that that's the best choice to wait till marriage. And we're not going to give you all the full information if you don't do that. What they're doing is they're taking the bodily autonomy Mm -hmm. um, away from each individual child. They're not empowering kids to know that each child gets to make the decision for themselves about when they Mm -hmm. choose to consent to sex with another consenting partner they Mm -hmm. they, like thrive is making that decision for them thrive is telling them the best time for you to do that is when you're married but they don't get to decide that each Mm -hmm. person decides that for themselves and it takes away the levels so like think of are you talking about like dungeon master levels like are we playing D &D? and i didn't know roll to defend let me tell you. All right. So think of all the different play, levels so of that. touch of sex and sexuality. If, if, if all there is is you're not allowed to do this, then think of like every consent conversation that needs to happen. You need consent to kiss. You need consent to 
grab somebody, like right. you said, or touch Broke. or hold hands. Yeah. Um, it takes away the ability to talk at every one of those levels. There's either all or nothing. There's no, you know what? I might yeah. be open to making out right now, but I'm not really sure if I want to go beyond that. So mm-hmm. no touching. I mean, like it takes away no their ability to consent to things they might be <laughs> yes. okay with, but yeah. other things that they're not okay yes. with. Yes. Because they're not, com- they're not comfortable talking about sex. It, exactly. Yes. That's what I was yeah. just going to say is having these conversations helps people to be more comfortable talking about this with partners with potential partners themselves about what they're comfortable with so going off that do you talk to your kids about sex absolutely yeah how do you do that because i have a two-year-old we don't really have many conversations at all (laughs) yet yeah pretty young (laughs) but so how do you have those conversations you know i and it's i understand the feeling that a lot of parents have of um, nervousness and fear of of having Mm -hmm. the conversation discomfort because Mm -hmm. i've come a long way yeah because yeah, yeah my well, kid, you know what? I don't want you to my, have sex. I get it. I get the feeling. My own mother, now as an adult, <laughs> she this. said she didn't ever listen to a single episode that we've done because it's her son talking about sex. She could never hear that. She <laughs> just didn't want to hear that. I was like, are you serious? I've done 45 episodes. Listen to one episode. I was like, okay, there's one we did with the bread lady. We barely talked about sex. Listen to that episode. <laughs> well, it's not like you're sitting has. here having a graphic conversation about oh, your no. own I do sac- sex life. But <laughs> we do. Uh, we do. Well, like, yeah. It well, depends on how much caffeine I've had. <laughs> she tries to keep me but this, less thing caffeinated. Is, I, it, it is, and I think that actually is a really good point that yeah. when you talk about your mom that way, uh, I think that's, v- of course, very common. Yeah. Parents freak out about their kids being sexual beings. Yeah. yeah. But we have to understand and accept that. They see them as babies that. still. Yes. They're we cannot baby. control other people. We yeah. cannot control our kids. Babies they are, having babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's what it leads to is that they're yeah. going to probably be more likely to have babies, unfortunately, yep. un- unintended. But yeah. um, so, yeah. So, so for me as a parent, so I have three kids ages eight, six, and five. Mm-hmm. And we have many times had conversations about sex. And I, and, and I think that what's important for people to understand is that it's not the talk. It is not one talk. It is ongoing Several. conversations. Right. I'm sure you know mm-hmm. all about this and talk about oh, yeah. this a yeah. lot. Yeah. We, um, my talk was actually the day before I was getting married to my wife. <laughs> my mother came into my bedroom and she said, Josh, I need you to know about the clitoris. <laughs> And I was oh, like, wow. oh my God, mom, I'm 25. Like, Are you I need serious? to know about that a long time <laughs> like, ago. That <laughs> should have been. Why did you tell me this when I was 13? Yeah, like really. <laughs> right, right. I didn't know about it at 13 right. at all. Yeah. Oh, I wish I had known. I love that story so much. And, and I didn't even get a talk. I learned oh, from nothing, my sister. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you learned from other kids. I'm self taught, obviously, wow. because oh, yeah. I'm a sex therapist now. Well, now you actually have <laughs> well, and for been me, educated as well. I remember when I had my first serious boyfriend in high school, my mom, like, sensed maybe it was it could potentially you know be heading in that direction that yeah. i would have sex and she said to me sally if you have or you'll be grounded if you have sex you'll be I'll, I'll ground oh, you if you have grounded. sex oh, and yeah. you know of course i'm just thinking okay how about i just won't tell you because yeah. <laughs> exactly. kids ultimately are gonna make that they're gonna choice do what they want for themselves yeah. and yeah. wouldn't you want them to tell you so that they yes. can ask you questions and be if safe. they're worried or so concerned about the things child relationship That's right. exactly yeah. like you're oh, yeah. you're harming that you're making the kid feel know like they're doing something illegal <laughs> in their house it's <laughs> like my family was the same way like in my family even masturbation that you're in trouble if you yeah, which again really? another prevention that's for your own abortions business. could be masturbation oh. <laughs> yes and oh, yeah. actually and so throw we, that one out and there regarding <laughs> masturbation so as a parent um so my oldest uh when she was either four or five 
um, was humping pillow or humping blankets. Sure. Okay. So, um, and so she would be doing that. And this was really before I knew a lot about the sex positive parenting, sex positive uh, movement. Mm-hmm. And I started talking to friends and I started reading up and learning about it because initially I see her doing that. It's like, oh my God, what's she doing? Yeah, she's five. <laughs> You're she's like, what young, do I do? Yeah. And it's so common. I have since learned, you know, yeah. how common oh, that yeah. is. Even you know, babies touch themselves when they, you open up their diaper. They're like, what's this? And it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. even at like two, you know? Right. Like it's not like they know what they're doing, but they're just, no, oh, they're this just feels exploring. Yeah. 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 And so, um, so that, uh, the, I learned that, you know, we don't need to freak out about these things. Mm-hmm. It's this, that's kind of like a, a make or break moment where you can really harm your child. If you respond with, Oh my God, what are you doing? And they, <laughs> yeah. Cause they gotta... learn through modeling. <laughs> so how you model your behavior is yes. how they're going to learn. Right. So like <laughs> my husband and I, you know, we've, we had talked with her like, Oh, Hey, you know, we see, you know what you're doing. And I, you know, that's a normal thing where, you know, to touch your private parts, it feels good. Or to touch your vulva. Actually, we sure. use the actual word, you yeah. know, that that feels good, but you know, that's something that you should only do in private, only right. do it in your She's bedroom. Setting a boundary around it so she understands. Just close the door. Yeah, just do it in private or in the bathroom or the bedroom. That's the other thing. I think because people can't have the conversation, then they can't even give the appropriate boundaries around it so that it's like, hey, this is okay. So it's either all or nothing. Yeah, Yeah, it's either all or nothing. And and it's it's a bad mentality to have about sex. So speaking of kids, have you ever... You're you're an activist. Yes. Do you ever worry about your activism affecting your kids? Because I got to say, adults can be petty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, some of those teachers. What? Adults are petty. I've like, never do you worry about this. that at all? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Many, many are. But I don't really worry about it. No. Honestly, I feel um, I feel proud and very happy that my kids see, you know, that mommy speaks up for for what's right. Mm-hmm. Mommy um, speaks up against injustice and um, speaks up about, you know, helping people and making a difference and in favor of, you know, science and facts yeah. being taught and promoted mm-hmm. um, and healthy relationships and healthy open communication, all of these things, um, you know, which I talk to my kids about as a parent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't live in fear. I don't, it's just not how I think. It's not how yeah. I live my life. Um, but yes, there are definitely yeah. some, uh, some strange people out there, but yeah. I don't really like live my life, you know, worrying about them. But yeah, I okay. got haters on both sides. You I know what you're saying for so, sure. <laughs> so one last thing while we're talking about sex education is, and, religion have you ever considered running for school board <laughs> or, yeah or, or some any other political, political office. office like i mean you're you're making a difference with thrive right now but like have you ever considered being on a board like that like so yeah, that you can change from be, the inside like you're the <laughs> boss Infiltrate. be the boss be right in there <laughs> you know you i mean i think it? it would be cool um at this point i don't really know that it's something that i am considering doing um not to rule out ever one day but well because i am so honest about calling out this harmful stuff and that i see going on and um challenging the status quo Mm -hmm. and i um it's it's difficult sometimes to do that within um Mm -hmm. The, like it for an elected official. I think they can make the most change. So, actually. I mean, absolutely. those 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 board members chose the curriculum. I mean, yeah, absolutely. That's where that's where I think a lot of young people don't really go into. They don't try to make a difference by being a part of the system. They're like, 
F the system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Which I yes. think, you I'm know, just curious we're going to probably segment into the politics. The next topic yeah? we're going to actually focus on is, is Activision. Activision. Activism. Activism. Yeah. Not Activision. Go, <laughs> Activision. I wrote it down as Activision. <laughs> <laughs> and apathy. So... Do you protest? Have you been to a protest? Yeah. Like, how does yeah. that work out? Do you ever get like run off by the police or tear gas shot in your face? Or? Oh, wow. You know, I, I have not been tear gassed. You have not and been I know gassed. many people who have. Yeah. And many people who have often kind of judge and look down on you if you haven't. Like, oh, well, you haven't been gassed? That's how you've leveled up in the protesting world, right? Right. Like, it's like, to, it's like a, to, they You're have noob. street cred yeah. on that, and I don't. Therefore, yeah. they are real activists, and I'm not. So I don't really buy into that. Yeah. Um, but, but anyway, no. I, no. I have not been tear gassed. <laughs> so does, does protesting work in our modern world? Like, I, th- I don't. I don't know if it does. I'm asking. I think it depends on the protest. I think Mm -hmm. it depends on your demands. I think it depends on what you're protesting on. um, Organization, perhaps. Organization. (laughs) Right. Right. What your methods are. Actually having a message and goals. Like having a specific plan. That's what I was thinking. You know, because when you think of the um, civil rights movement, like there was actually like very specific goals they they were working towards. There were different ways that people were working on it, but they had kind of like these like principles they were mm-hmm. fo- focusing on and i think sometimes that's where people are getting lost with protests and activism is not being very clear on what they're trying to accomplish yes. yeah yes and that's why for me i it's been so rewarding to do the activism that i have been doing where i can really feel like i'm making real change happen um and it's on a smaller level on a local level yeah. at mm-hmm. these school boards you know going to these school board meetings talking directly to these administrators um you know organizing and recruiting getting other community members and parents involved and we are making change happen now there are many other serious problems going on in this society, of course, oh, yeah. and we have to Wait, fight. You think we got problems? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to break no, it. We yeah. live in a utopia. That's no, wonderful. Wait, are yeah. we in a utopian future or a dystopian future? <laughs> yeah, you well, but to be that. fair, let's talk about that. I actually, so um, I actually oh. wanted to ask a question that we about that. Like, what do you think about the protesters like in Occupy Wall Street? Like, they did oh, okay. this big thing where they had these big groups of people out there and. News reporters were coming up to them. And they were like, "What do What do you want? What's your goals?" And none of them could answer it. Yeah. They were like, "We don't like this." Right. But they didn't really have any <laughs> right. goals. I, right. What do you think about protesters like that? Like, and I I remember seeing like interviews with them. They're like, "We don't want like leadership. We want it to be yes. the community making the yes. decision." I'm like, "Yeah, but somebody's yeah, kind of got to take you kind of have to have a message, yes. and you have to have set goals and I've values." Heard people say that. And I, I just feel like that was such a waste of time. People, some people say that about Ferguson as well and about against police brutality, same thing, where they say they don't want any leaders. But, I mean, the leaders help amplify the message mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. break it down and to people that maybe don't understand. Right. Part of protests and activism needs mm-hmm. to be educating the general public right. about the problem like breaking it down specifically yeah. these are the problems going on and, some people and just having don't goals. understand and, yeah. having, and goals. having the goals like so i talked to a, a previous guest uh, david wraith about that specifically and i asked like what what do you think would be a good change <laughs> what would be a good change when it came to you know ferguson kind of things and he said police boards they would have a 
independent investigations mm-hmm. for yes, any yes. police mm-hmm. shoot, yes. shootings where it's not internal. It's not people they know that they work with every day doing the investigation. I thought that was brilliant. Yes, like, yes, it was. Yeah. Absolutely. That's definitely true. You got to have you goals. To, you know, and you know, and in that case with police brutality, you know, better police training, mm-hmm. more focus on de-escalation. Yeah. Um, you oh, yeah. Know, they've shown that's a big one. That for really sure. helps. Mm-hmm. You know, I, but that's the thing is we have to ask, you know, how exactly we not only educate the public about the problems, but also about the solutions and how do we hold mm-hmm. those in power accountable to make those changes. Um, so I think that that's, that's really important. Well, and I want to I go back to a point you were making earlier. There are a lot of problems in the world. And I think that part of what leads to this apathy, Josh, is that... I'm apathetic. Um, no, no. It's that people... I think people feel a little powerless. Like that yeah. there's all these different things. Like if you just watch any documentary on Netflix, you are going to like end that documentary feeling completely depressed oh, yeah. because they don't give you these like action plans. But or, they like, ruin McDonald's they, they say, for oh, you. this is all horrible. And it's yeah. good to know about those things, but it's, it's helpful to know what's the next step Mm -hmm. and so what i want everybody listening here to know is that you don't have to take on every political thing Uh, yes you don't have to save the world you don't have to save the entire world try to change it but you can save your part of the world like right right now you're working on uh sex education in schools and that's a valuable thing to work on i work on sex education and and healthy sex and and marriages and And i do when you kind of hone in (laughs) on one or two things that you're really passionate about but then you work on those then you can start to see that change whereas if people try to like take on the entire world or like oh there's so many problems then i think you feel just overwhelmed and you don't you yes. don't feel like you can do anything yes, yes you know and it is interesting that um you know talking about people that get petty and people that are negative and haters whatever you want to call them the haters gonna hate i think <laughs> they are they definitely are haters and the thing is that there are some people who they want you to be protesting exactly the same way they're protesting mm-hmm. doing the exact same type of activism about the exact same thing right. even when you're really accomplishing good things in whatever type of activism you're doing. And it's a matter of not letting them take you off your game and not, you know, I mean, it is important to be speaking out about all of these problems, but you know, you can't, you, you can only do so much. And I think it's okay for You can't go to every single protest. Right. You can't can't make every cause your cause. Yes. And like my, this, so this is my specialty. This is where I am. That's what you're most passionate about. I feel like I'm making change and that should be okay and respected, you know? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So why do you think so few of our generation don't vote like it's really mm-hmm. terrible how few people have actually voted in this presidential election it i agree 50 percent of eligible voters didn't even register yes so yes. automatically you have to the population and then 50 percent of those people didn't show up 50 percent of those people less than 50 percent of those people voted for our current president so you're literally talking about 12 percent 12.5 percent of the eligible population to vote showed up and voted for the winning president yes what do you think about that? Like, how do we change that? I, I actually fix like the that, world, please. Well, right now. I, fix I, the world. I do actually have um, a lot of thoughts on this, and um, so on the one hand, it, it upsets me that those people didn't vote, but at the same time, mm-hmm. the reason those people didn't vote, we Apathy. have to listen. Well, it's but there's a reason that they're apathetic, mm-hmm. and the politicians need to be working for the people and until they actually are representing the needs of the burden right. stressed out you know working class middle class poor minorities of this country but it's the other way around it's the other way around if you don't vote then you're not going to be represented that's the true that's the point is that if you don't go out there and vote 
for who you want to represent you, they can't represent you. Right. Well, so it's it's kind of a I know they're both like true. it's kind of a yeah. both sides yes. where it's like well, and you need to vote at the, you, the smaller level too. That actually has yes. more impact it's on your life 22. day to day. But even going back to that, like I think sometimes the politicians aren't even being clear about what they're standing oh, yeah. for. You know, like yeah. uh, we were talking about that the other day. Yeah, like the Democratic Party came out with their like message for the year, and they were making fun of it on. Like the Jim Jeffries show, and it's yeah. like we are Democrats and we like all these things, and but we don't want to, you know, we don't wanna, unnecessarily we don't burden you with our opinion. But you. we have a very strong opinions, but you're not going to really <laughs> hear like, those. We need strong opinions. We need people <laughs> to take charge and yeah. say this 100%. is what's right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and Why I, do politicians do that? And that's <laughs> similar to the administrators I've been dealing with, yeah. who seem like there's that weakness, there's the cowardice of not being able to stand huh. up and say this is what's right. Right. We're going to do what's right, and that in in schools for the students. And for the legislators, for the people. But Even I if think they disagree with you. Even if they disagree yes. with you, just tell me Do what your opinion on right. it is. Yeah. Well, the problem is the corporate donations. I mean, all the, really that that is yeah. the problem is that these legislators are are like owned by corporations. So oh, yeah. they're representing yeah. the interests of those the That's wealthy of the corporate of the money donors. that they yeah. want to keep getting so that they can keep running for elections. So then right. <laughs> so then they're not honest about, you know, fighting for what's right for the people because it might upset the wealthy corporate donors and that mm-hmm. is at the heart of the problem. So And then they don't s- create that fire that makes us want to vote. I mean, I I still voted, but like it is hard to vote for somebody if you don't even know like really where they stand and what they're going to try and accomplish. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. That takes time. It takes a lot of time. It does. (laughs) So some. So speaking about that, you know, like when Trump was elected, like it seemed to me like Facebook exploded. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, everybody on Facebook has a political opinion. People who people who would just always post memes of grandmas playing with kittens, (laughs) and and that's all they posted. All of a sudden, they were like. I am mad as hell. What is going on? I'm like, holy crap. All of a sudden, everybody's political. I'm like, where were you at the polls? Yeah. Like, because I know for a fact, a lot of them didn't vote. Like, people who never spoke about it. Like, what do you think about that? The Facebook culture that's kind of changed. Like, what do you think about it? Well, it's interesting. I know, like, a lot of people of color have been saying, Mm -hmm. oh, now, you know, now all these white people are suddenly you know noticing how bad yeah. it is Once we you, already knew how bad yeah. it was it's, it's been basically. happening the whole time right right but like we already knew people were racist you guys yeah. didn't know that oh like, we you knew know? that it's just when you oh, yeah. elect one then you notice it a lot more yeah yeah it's like how did this happen yeah. i mean that's the thing is that he you know trump is so blatantly like hateful disrespectful mm-hmm. oh, misogynistic yeah. racist xenophobic all these things oh, yeah. that it's so in your face that it it makes people speak out who never spoke out before, but there were problems the crap before. crap out of me. Like, uh-huh. I was so confused. Like, when he, when it came out, the grab him by the pussy thing, where mm-hmm. he was being taped, and he said, you know, he's so rich, he can just go up and grab women by the pussy and get away with it. I was like, okay, that's the death nail in his coffin. There's no way this man will be elected right. president. I was like, thank yet, God. Right. And his polls went up. <laughs> what? Because he got more coverage. Right. It's just name recognition because he created so much controversy around the crazy things he said. He just kept saying them. He's like, it's working. Screw it. I think people, a lot of people also just thought, oh, well, he just does his own thing. He's independent. He's not, you know, just basically, he's not just phony and he's fake working for someone else. <laughs> right. Of course, he was phony because everything he said was a lie right. and it was all for himself. And, you know, but... I heard I heard Republicans saying, oh, yeah, he's going to, he said he's going to ban abortion. There's not a single quote out there of him saying that. Mm-hmm. And he may want to do it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, like, they said all these things that he's going to do. I'm like, he never said any of that. You don't watch the news, clearly. Right. But like, like we were saying earlier, I mean, 
while I'm not necessarily a Republican, the Republicans do have a way of like backing each oh, yeah. other up that I feel like the Democrats yes, don't like they, yeah. you know, like we just don't seem to have that same sense of, uh, I don't know, unity. bringing people unity. together. Unity. unity. <laughs> They're using yeah. the words for me. I don't have words you know, this morning. <laughs> no, that's actually a really good point. And this is why we now do have Trump as president is because on the left, we're so busy trying to um, uh, get ideological purity right. and try to convince everyone that they need to um mm-hmm. you know only be this kind of leftist mm-hmm. uh believer and if you're not exactly this way then um, you're not accepted then you're not yeah then you're not, then you're not an ally you, we don't want nothing to do with you we mm-hmm. you, you're done um and we yeah. won't work to, so that's why a lot of people on the left if you have to be perfectly vote. politically correct 100 percent, and that just doesn't make sense because people are going to say things yeah that may offend you yeah. We may have said many things actually, oh, actually we, I, in this show. I say many <laughs> yeah. things that offend people on a daily basis. <laughs> she had to <laughs> point at me and say, "No, Josh." I did. Last we night. Were on a nope, I was like, "Honey, this it. is not appropriate." Yes. I won't say I, it. I have dirty <laughs> jokes. <laughs> I love don't dirty have to jokes. Be filtered though, I talk about sex all day. So uh-huh. even me, I don't always know when I've crossed the line. And he's like, "Angela, so you know they don't want to talk about." Yeah. So <laughs> speaking of that, recently, something about something called pink pussy hats what are these <laughs> tell us about pink what is pussy a pink hats. pussy hat and i want to know what is going on with because I, I i added you you added me as a friend on facebook recently before we had you and i got mm-hmm. to see all this chaos kind of a lot happen. of pink pussy hat chaos what, what is a pink pussy hat Explain and why that is to it relevant first. oh gosh so um the pink pussy hats are those um little pink um hats uh with cat ears oh okay that like women a lot of yeah it looks oh. like it looks like a pussy cat um but so women a lot of women during the women's march mm-hmm. right after trump was became president wore these hats oh and it <laughs> i gotcha. symbolized um well because he talked about grabbing wo- women by the pussy and yeah. sexually assaulting women um, a lot of Lord. women responded to the misogyny mm-hmm. and the promotion of rape sexual assault by mm-hmm. taking ownership of their own bodies, their yeah. own genitals, and saying, you know, this I've got this pussy hat for me. This makes me feel empowered. They're it makes proud me feel liberated. Of it, and they're unified. This is my body. Yeah. No one else gets to touch it or violate me. So it was a hat that was about anti-misogyny. It was pro-feminism. It was anti-rape. It was anti-sexual yeah. assault. Mm-hmm. And that is the purpose of that hat. Me personally, I don't really like the color pink. I don't really wear hats <laughs> that much. I never had one, but I have a it's lot. It's hard to wear hats on curly yeah, hair, to be fair. Right. The only ones are big, floppy ones that look really True. good for our heads. Yeah, it makes it too crazy. <laughs> You're right. But so anyway, but so I a lot of women had these hats and I understand the purpose of them. And it was all of those things that are good things that we all on the left can get behind and can support. Those are great things. But can they all? So, well, we should. Yeah. Um, right. So, so on, anyway. So, on Facebook, yes. I, I don't know exactly how it got started, but like you were part of a protest. You joined a, a, a group that was going to protest. Um, I think it was a transsexual person who had been shot by the police. Uh, well, that protesting? was not actually was the, the transgender woman, who, uh, black woman who was shot by the police. Mm-hmm. That was not actually the purpose of the protest. I see. That just happened. That happened right. It okay. ha- yeah. Well, it, what was the purpose of the protest? The protest was to protest the Westboro Baptist Church. The, oh, okay. You know, quote unquote, God hates fans. Oh, I know. Yeah, we people. know. We know Westboro. Yeah. 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 Right. What were, they were protesting something. So they were protesting Pride Night. Um, okay. It was at oh. Bush Stadium. Mm-hmm. It was Bush Stadium's very first uh, Pride Night, which is awesome, That's of awesome. course. And they also yeah. had a transgender woman throwing out the first pitch at That's Bush great. Stadium that wow. night. So anyway, so these hmm. awful Westboro Baptist Church 
people, six people with their horrible, hateful signs. Yeah. Um, were we knew that they were going to be there. So yep. there was a protest being organized to protest them. So it was an anti-Westboro Baptist Church, and it was a pro-LGBTQIA mm-hmm. protest. Mm-hmm. Um. And that was supposed to be the point. So then this protest group um, stated they had a bunch of these very serious, strict rules that you must follow if you're going to be a part of this protest. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rules were um, no pink pussy hats. Why? And no, also no palling around with cops, which people later asked. And what they meant was you're not allowed to say hello to a cop or treat him like a human being you're not allowed to treat him like a human being people don't like it when you don't treat him like human no, beings no i think Whether humanity and and treating people well actually yes. makes you look better for your cause absolutely yeah. we cannot dehumanize people no, even, no i don't care who they are who have problems yes cops in general there's a systemic problem there yeah of course nobody's they're like still just people so but each individual cop we yes we have to recognize they're human beings we cannot make assumptions we cannot treat them like crap because Anybody, we're mad about police right. brutality if you so. dehumanize any group any group they react about poorly yes if you treat gay people cops anybody like they are subhuman that's a problem because yes. they will lash out like an animal people if are more willing like to listen to you if you treat them with want respect to be treated like a human being right. and loved which that's is it. not to excuse the lashing out but it is sure. simply true that they will right you're pissing them off when right. you are you know rude and to them and me there's no yeah. reason when we are th- and it's not saying sometimes it is justified of course sure. to be angry at them oh, of yes. course i'm angry there's about a lot of problems with policing 100 and i am very outspoken about that yeah. but to blanket have a have a blanket rule that you're not allowed to speak to any cop you're not allowed to say hello nothing that's the rule at this protest but so there was that really, there was the pink it sounds like hats. they just wanted a protest of their own like one person wanted to <laughs> one guy like they have their own the specific parade rules. well you know, <laughs> in all fairness they did have a lot of people so sure. i mean i don't want it to sound as though it, it, they did have a good turnout for mm-hmm. sure so um i'll give okay. them i'll give them that yeah um but so i so i spoke out um specifically about the no pink pussy hat rule mm-hmm. because um i believe we should not be telling people what um, headwear they can and cannot wear what or what attire wear, they can and cannot wear. Yeah. It, right. And on the left, we should absolutely respect um, people's choice of self-expression, how they dress, um, people's, uh, you know, free speech mm-hmm. um, and choice of, you know, who they talk to. What they, These things like on the left, right. we respect individual autonomy, right. individual yeah. free, free will. I mean, I think those exactly. are supposed to be our tenants. <laughs> I think. Exactly. Supposed to. <laughs> Thank you. Is it? Well, well so, a lot of people don't. They they. Uh, it seems a lot of people want it to be very rigid and they want to be in control of the situation. Control. Yes. I'm glad you said that. And this is why it really made me upset is that here I am fighting so hard against the far right, the religious right with their control. And they want to control people's sex lives and sexual choices. And they want to control women's rights. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have people on the left also trying to control, just saying, you will do this. You will do that. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. my way i am in charge of you but we're all trying to come together to support lgbt people shouldn't we be happy you know that people want to support this cause instead of pushing people away um so i I saw that as harmful honestly that's why i don't like politics is there's all these little things you have to be this you have to be this you have to be this and it's like i'm not politically correct Mm -hmm. i will Mm -hmm. tell a dick joke 
Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. <laughs> he does. Most he days. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. That's sometimes the reality. It's fun. <laughs> but you know what? But I'm also a loving person. And yeah. I'm very inclusive of all people. And that should be what I feel like intentions mm-hmm. should matter. Mm-hmm. And not and, and if you believe someone isn't educated fully about a topic, then mm-hmm. help to educate them. Yeah. But you don't need to push them away and be antagonistic so, and hostile. Right. Well, so me, in, I want to say one thing on that, ooh, too. Okay. And then you can finish it off. But um, well, like in my job as a therapist, <laughs> I, I see people a variety of walks of life. I, I work with all cultures, all religions, all creeds, right? And I think that part of, I have a platform every time they come into my office um, to teach them new things and help them to grow. But what I've learned is coming at people with kindness and compassion yes. and love makes them willing to listen to me. <laughs> they mm-hmm. do. And they'll, I've been able to change people's opinions on teaching their children sex education. That's comprehensive. People who were very fundamentalist. Awesome. And um, well, because it's they're coming for help. But when you come with love and passion, then people are more willing to listen. And I see mm-hmm. it every day in the work people that I like do. People don't like anger. Like, yeah, people don't like anger. Anger pushes people. Away, right. but love and kindness, kindness more willing like to listen it. and talk and the th- and the thing is so um i don't know if you're familiar with tone policing uh, tone policing. So <laughs> tone, but here's, well so no here's the thing is tone policing is a real thing oh, and yeah. it is it can my be wife a does problem. it so. <laughs> she's like stop yelling i'm not yelling i'm, I'm not just yelling talking i'm raising my voice sternly. i don't know if that is exactly what qualifies so tone policing, you know, I know. <laughs> that's I mean, it's funny but so basically like so if a member of an oppressed marginalized group is talking about oppression mm-hmm. and um what and prejudice discrimination what they've dealt with right um and they're angry about it and they're cussing passionate. and they're passionate yeah. and they're mad like if we tell them you know oh calm down just use more polite language you know that's tone policing which nothing calms so. people down more than going calm, calm down, down. Exactly. <laughs> i mean i'm certainly not calm because when their I'm, initial response is i am calm i was at least yeah, but I was now calm, i'm not but now i'm angry at you controlling me. so exactly. speaking of that yeah. uh somebody on facebook said you are not my alley and they yelled it it was all in yes. caps yeah. Was that the person who actually was putting on the other protests? One of the one of the leadership? Oh or gosh! Just... I mean, a few a few people a few said, people said you're sure. not their ally. It, it probably was. Yeah. It probably was her. Yeah. 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 The person yeah. that put it. So that's what the thing. What do you think to that? I mean, at this point, I don't care if she or anyone else tells me I'm not an ally because mm-hmm. I know that I am, right. and I strongly stand up and speak out for. LGBTQ rights mm-hmm. and acceptance and I do it all the time and I always have and I always will and yeah. same thing with people of color I mean all marginalized oppressed groups this is I'm passionate about this that we you know we need to fight you know white supremacy and and patriarchy and hetero supremacy and um, Christian supremacy like all of these things are bad and so I speak out against them and I protest because I believe strongly in these causes mm-hmm. so it, it doesn't really bother me if somebody tells me you're not doing this the way I want you to do it. You're not, how dare you? Therefore, you're not my ally. Like, okay, well, I mean, I'm sorry you feel that way, yeah. but you yes, may not I be am. allies. Well, they don't see you as their ally. Yeah. Is what they were saying. So because but, I said that we shouldn't control people's can, hats, right. they think I'm not an ally. Well, so and you know, how we, dare you? I was planning on wearing a very nice top hat. <laughs> That's I, offensive to some people. I'm sure. Top hat. I'm sure. I'm sure it could, it's part well, of the patriarchy. And, and oh to, yeah. Maybe it's, it's, would, yeah. it's anybody that wears a bowler. Top hats are out. And to totally be fair, out. I do think we should point out, just in case anybody doesn't know, the reason that they were against the pink pussy hat. I mean, I yeah, want to be like, fair to them. Why were they? That they believe it is transphobic um because they believe it's harmful to trans women why because it's about the 
pussy, the vagina, vulva, which um, some trans women don't have, of sure, course. But you can still be for something and not hate on and another group. not against group. somebody like, else. Just because exactly. I have a belief of, I think women should control their own bodies. Yes. Just because I believe that doesn't mean that then I'm saying, well, trans people shouldn't. Like, exactly. There's no... It's, Thank you. That's weird. I feel like maybe they shouldn't, there shouldn't be so much nitpicking on like these little things. Like it's about like, are we going for this bigger overall goal that's going to help society? Then let's not nitpick on the little details. Minutia. I see that a lot. People get lost in semantics. Very much so. And, and so we have a disagreement about this and I stood up and I said so. And I think that they're, and they banned you from the group. And so then they blocked and deleted. Yeah. Deleted me, blocked me from the group. That just made it worse. Saying you are not welcome (laughs) to protest with us. They kept telling me, stay home, just stay home. But we should never tell anybody to stay home. If you want to protest for LGBTQ rights, right. don't stay home. Please come out and do this. You know, we like, want Do they people. think you're really going to show up on the other side at the at the Westboro side? I mean, like, that's is that the what thing. they think? I mean, they're so f- I don't understand. far out there at this point that they act as though I'm on the other side when, of course, I've been abundantly clear that I am completely in agreement with them for Mm -hmm. full lgbtqia rights and fully supportive of trans trans people trans women are women trans Mm -hmm. men are men but they're focusing on the minutiae yeah because i'm how dare i support people choosing to wear a hat that they want to wear and then with the cops they spoke they were mad at me for that how dare you and really that was other people who Mm -hmm. were questioning in the group and they also got deleted and blocked because they questioned treating police Treating officers like humans. human beings and they said what if i'm friends with a cop and i want to say hi yeah. and then these yeah. organizers said you may not do so these you're not people. allowed to do so <laughs> okay. yeah and they think that if you say hello to a cop you're racist Why? and they think that if you wear a pink pussy hat you're automatically also transphobic and it's like there's a nuance to what if the cop is a black tra- so, transsexual thank person thank you for pointing that out like, <laughs> like you don't know who they are exactly cops Wh- can Why? be lgbtq as well they're yeah. okay cops and people and, can yes, be and joining people of color yeah. yeah and people may join the the uh, police officers because they want to make change from within there's yes. different yes. ways to make change it's protesting yes. outside or get a part of the system and see if you can really make a change. Yes. I understand and, that. And the thing I think is, it's important. You know, it I, is. I, you know, I, I think a lot of people, um, like some young men get interested in going to the police force and then they kind of read a lot of this stuff. They see what's in the media about yeah, cops and I think some of them job. are backing out because they're like, I don't want to deal with that. Like, they want to be a positive change, but they see all this negativity. Yes. And it makes them not want to be a part of that other side, the uh, the and we enemy. Want good people but to you be don't want to label yeah. you don't want to label all cops as the enemy yeah. because you're immediately creating a vacuum of people who are LGBTQ positive, who are not racist, who are very inclusive, yes. who don't want to even go into that profession right. because they fear they're going to be treated like animals they're going to yes. be seen mm-hmm. as the enemy to a large population yeah. you know and orange is the new black did a really good version of this um in their recent season there was a death of an inmate in the prison but there was also like they looked at both sides like the police officers weren't trained very well yeah. either and so i think when people like if you really think about this some of this is just teaching like doing more training for police officers teaching them when to when to use force when to not use force and honestly in some in some regards it might be good if we just didn't have um 
violent force as the means to yes. uh, address situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if we could get rid of drug laws, because I feel like a oh, lot of those are just you. targeting people. Yes. Um, the war targeting on drugs. People. Absolutely. Yeah. Legalization. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I agree with that. Oh, yeah. Legalize it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think everybody does. <laughs> and do, do you want me to address what then what happened at that protest? After? Yeah, what happened? Well, so, so, like, there was all this chaos on the internet. Mm-hmm. I saw arguing saying, you're I, not my ally. Because and I started my other protest group. Right. So that's, yeah. So they kicked me out. I started my own protest group i said i'm not going to stay home right i want to support lgbtq people i want to oppose the westboro baptist right. church and other people also wanted to do so and they didn't mm-hmm. like the other group's strict rules so they were mad at me for starting another protest group sure but so anyway we like were, how dare you take their fire you know and it's in a public space it was outside space, yeah. by the way anybody but, can go so anyway yeah they so they were mad at me but i i showed up with um with others as well mm-hmm. and they all showed up we protested uh, westboro baptist church we held our signs and then westboro baptist church left mm-hmm. and then after westboro baptist church left so were the two groups groups separated or did we know i actually stood right next to them yeah and we just held signs yeah. and they had their megaphone and you know and it was loud with westboro baptist church's crazy music they, oh they do music they play pop songs that they rewrite and re-record with anti-gay uh like god hates fags um language uh, for uh. the lyrics it's really horrible and they're legally allowed to do that um but yeah they play well, uh, they play <laughs> it's like terrible. blast this music that's crazy and you want to like it's like music so, pop songs that you know mm-hmm. and you want to like dance so you start to dancing. it but then you realize like, oh my god like, that's oh katie perry god, spe- speech. yes exactly <laughs> oh, no. but so they had that and then while they're blasting they this music then this other protest group has the megaphone and they're all loud and it was you know and i felt like well it sounds oh, very overwhelming <laughs> it, it, it was a lot oh, but he doesn't like very yeah, loud noises that, no. oh you would not you would yeah. not have liked it i have sensory problems and the thing is i felt like well westboro baptist church we know that they're peaceful they just stand there holding their stupid they know they know violence will get them out of there immediately and well and they want you to be violent so that they can sue you and then they make money in that way and they prove they make you look like the bad person exactly that's exactly what they want right and my so i was just thinking you know all we need is as many bodies as possible just holding you know accepting supportive uh equality you know signs for lgbtqia mm-hmm. people and oh block you gotta put them. sarcastic ones up too oh and those are funny those sometimes are the best too, ones, for sure yeah. i love i those. like those too <laughs> yeah. but just having people holding signs blocking the view of the westboro baptist church i think is all you need to, if you're yeah. going to protest them you don't need all the so are you guys on block. the same side of the so, street with the westboro or? yeah we were directly in front of them oh, wow. and blocking them like, you know far? which is good like well they had um there was they were like behind a barrier, uh, a barrier. Okay, and we were all right in front of them. Oh wow! So, That's but it, so and then they left, and yeah. then after they left, then this other protest group mm-hmm. um, started uh, yelling, you know, "F you to the police!" Oh, no. Police are racist. Middle fingers to the police. Oh. They're um, making it about what it, the protest wasn't about. So exactly. So the protest then devolves from the anti Westboro Baptist Church. And pro LGBTQIA protest into a f the police protest, and mm. I'm thinking, okay, well, what's now your your message is lost? What's the purpose of this protest? Yeah. This wasn't supposed to be an anti cop protest, and um, they just just out you know loud f you police racist police, and then they're going back and forth on the streets that doing oh, that, and yeah. then I was standing on the side on the sidewalk, and the organizer called me out and shamed me and yelled at me because I wasn't being a real ally because I was standing on the sidewalk and not in the street with her and her group, which I really didn't want to be standing with them at that point when mm-hmm. they're just, 
yelling and it div- and I was there to protest the Westboro Baptist Church. That's I was it, there yeah. to support LGBTQI people. I wasn't it wasn't supposed to be just an anti cop. But I mean protest. look at the hypocrisy of that. Like you're you're saying love. You're you're protesting for love and acceptance and right. then it ends in yes. hate speech towards cops. Right. I mean <laughs> people <laughs> if you're if you're preaching love and acceptance of all people, that means that you have to love and accept all yeah. people. And I know right. that it's hard to do that towards people that you disagree with, but it has more yeah. of an impact if you do we love you right. we just want to see change like martin luther that's king, the message we need martin luther king jr <laughs> would not have yelled at the police no like he sat down in non-violent protest right. well, and, and these individuals and were, would say they more align themselves with malcolm x I, for yeah. sure you yeah. know what i mean like they the Panthers, they're not trying maybe. to be martin luther king they're not and i can respect that not everybody is and they're different ways to do sure. activism and i sure. and i respect that right. but my i don't see violence as very useful when it comes to protests right because you're just going to make it much easier for them to bring in the police and tear gas you exactly any violence or looting happens they're just going to come in and break it up and you're going to be seen on the news as the problem and not right. somebody who's actually trying to make a solution we and trying to, to create a peaceful world. The message going picture. out there. Right. And they also, they had a bunch of Antifa members I don't at know this what Antifa protest. is. What's that? So they're, um, the, well, Antifa is short for anti-fascist, which is okay. good. We should all we be, anti-fascist, be anti-fascist. For sure. 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 Um, yeah. But so they do. They like were, Nazis. Right, right. Like, Nazi like in bad. Charlottesville, yeah. the Antifa members were there to fight the white supremacists that were marching. And that's right. that's a good thing. We, we got to take them down yeah. for sure. But now, it, now they go out at basically every left wing protest. Um, it's not just an, a white supremacist march. They just mm-hmm. go out all the time. So they this, go everywhere. So this protest that was you against the Westboro Baptist Church, they were there with face coverings, like looking intimidating. Well, and, and the reality is that doesn't work. Well, actually worked with the the guys with the torches what worked is they took photos of their faces yes yeah and oh, they yeah. put them online and they said this is where he works this yes. is his boss's phone number this oh. is his school why don't you give them a call yes if you really are <laughs> yeah. going to be out there and going to be talking about your cause you need to be willing to back it up because with the reality face. with your face because the reality is if you cover up your face you they don't know who's there they don't know what right. the message is they can't follow up with you yes. so what did you believe there it's like, what are you protesting? Well, the people and yeah, the so. people that do that would say, like they're very, very paranoid about the cops. Sometimes with mm-hmm. good reason. I understand, but that. sometimes it gets to the extreme where, um, like, they're that's why they're not willing to show their face right. no matter what. They're 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 thinking, oh, we're going to get arrested if we show our face. The cops are going to target. Do the us. Antifa people so. do any violence or in their as a part of their protest? You know, um. The, and the point of Antifa is that they're wi- they're perfectly willing to do violence yeah. to fight fascism. Mm-hmm. I do think that sometimes um, I don't. I'm not going to say that they do violence uh, necessarily. That isn't that they start the violence, but I think that sometimes they are antagonistic. They antagonize the crowd and yes. maybe throw a rock. Like they're you know. perfectly happy for it to be escalate. They're trying to devolve to a, a peaceful protest into something violent. Yes, which is ironic because we talk about we want cops did it, did to it, de-escalate right. and so that we don't get violence with them. I feel like right. shouldn't we do the same right. thing? Be you the know? change you yeah. want to see. Be yes. the change. But they're not into that peaceful. Like they think that's just kind of hippie talk. Well, I understand. They're not pacifists. I, I understand not, their you know, point of view is that, that it's been – how long since the civil rights movement and they're still dealing with this stuff oh yeah yeah i yeah. mean I it's understand been it 70 too. years it's very I mean, frustrating. really this is a tough I'm angry world 
to live in for them. Yes. And yeah, but the, it's I, hard though because yeah. if you're at a protest like that and you cause violence, it doesn't really solve anything. Right. Um, unless you're willing to take up arms against the actual government with a militia, that's really the only Some way of these to change the government. People, I think, are for sure, sure. People always talk when Obama was elected. Yeah. People bought guns by the in the droves. It was crazy. Yeah. Like guns. Everywhere I know, people who went out and bought a gun. I'm not going to say who, <laughs> but it's like it's, it's like so silly. really. I know. Does it yeah. really help? Does it didn't? It doesn't happen because it does guess what? Happen. You don't have drones. You don't have drones with airstrikes. Right? Like, I always say that. The reality too. is, you have to change from within the system. The like, government has more weapons than you. I don't have a nuclear weapon. <laughs> I want to make it very clear to everybody <laughs> out there that I do Good not own a military <laughs> weapon. Kim, Kim Jong Un does. Yeah. yeah. Our government does so. But I like what you said about within the system. Within the system. To work within the system. I right. 100% agree. And that's why I think people like you should run for those offices. Oh, thank is you. The reality is that <laughs> you have to be out there and be willing to put yourself on the line. You know, and, and have a real opinion, have that, an opinion um, that matters. Matters. But I think you're doing good stuff right now <laughs> when it comes you. to yeah. the Thrive stuff. Like that's, I love that I it's love that you've seven. actually made some changes in the schools. That's so really it, awesome. With St. Charles School District, are they? Are they still doing the So, yeah, let me list all <laughs> Yeah, really let's go care, back. Right? Looping back to that. Yeah, let's yeah. go back because... We're about to wrap it up. Okay, so there are seven school districts that still have Thrive Best Choice. That yeah. If you are in any of these school districts, please contact the administrators, the superintendent, assistant superintendent, the mm -hmm. board members, all of them. Go to board meetings. And do the, you list that on your website? ExposeThrive.com? Yes, ExposeThrive.com. Yeah. Facebook.com slash ExposeThrive okay. as well. Um, so the school districts are the St. Charles School District, the Fort Zumwalt School District, the Lindbergh School District, the Bayless School District, um, the the Charter School Lift for Life Academy. Interesting. Also I would expect them. them. I would expect it with yeah, that title. They're, they're, I, <laughs> I need to go make, pay a visit to them very mm -hmm. soon. Um, and then Lincoln County School District in good old Troy, Missouri, mm -hmm. and then the Winfield School District. So yeah. those are the ones that still have Thrive Best Choice, mm -hmm. and um, so we definitely need to stay on their case and um, continue to speak out. And the more people who can do that, the better, because yeah. this is wrong. And do I have time to talk about an activity that Thrive does that's really... Sure. Because um, I... Okay, I wanted go to talk about it. this before, and then we got sure. start talking about other go, things. Go, go, go. Yeah. So this is just awful. So the so Thrive Best Choice does this activity with students that they call the Yucky Water Cheez-It activity. The Yucky Water Cheez-It? That is what they call it. Like Cheez-Its? Cheez-It crackers. Yes. Okay. okay. They, I don't know how Cheez-Its will feel about that. Oh, that's a wait. brand name. Oh, oh I, no. What is this? That's a good point. You're right. They wouldn't. They would hate no. So yeah, and they use the word yucky. So here's what the activity is: the Thrive Best Choice presenter. <laughs> it's okay, Angela. I, know, I'm we'll just, I'm, I care I just about you, these. I just hear I'm you like sign. You're like, hard over here. I'm no. like, no, oh. you need good sex education. Go on. So go just, on. Just wait. What just is wait. the yucky one? So so the Thrive Best Choice presenter gives all of the kids Cheez Its to chew, um, to chew up, and there are two cups of water. So one of the cups of water, the Thrive Best Choice presenter gives to oh, the students. They're so teaching absence. student number okay, one um, chews up the Cheez-Its, spits it into the cup of water, and then passes the cup of water back to the next kid, and they do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And each kid keeps doing that. So this represents having premarital sex with different Passing partners. Passing STDs or... Right. Yeah. So and then at the yeah. end of that, after every kid has chewed up and spit out their Cheez-Its in the water, the Thrive Best Choice presenter takes that cup and then the cup um of untouched pure clean water mm -hmm. and they say 
So which, which cup, cup you would you drink? rather drink out of? And of course, the kids pick the clean, pure water and yeah. not the yucky, disgusting water well, with shoot up, spit out Cheez-Its. And I that's your body say, if you I have en- sex, they say. I enjoy Cheez-Its, <laughs> so I don't think I would mind <laughs> so the other water. <laughs> yeah, so they didn't win me over there. Just so you know. But it, so that's the thing. Like when we talk they're about how a it metaphor. is fear-based yeah. and shame-based, and it is not, they're not emphasizing using protection right. if you have sex here's to prevent STDs. Here's, here's to what prevent I want to do. Yucky cheese at water. Exactly. <laughs> here's what we need to do. Exactly. We need to send them to school with a condom, put that over the cup of water, yes. and then you can all start spitting on it all you <laughs> and want. It won't get and I'll take the, the top off, and guess what? It'll be delicious. <laughs> it's gonna be delicious that, water. Exactly. That would actually be a good activity. Yeah. And they do another similar thing with um, they do uh, pl- uh, pl- paint, fluorescent paint, um, and sponges. Mm-hmm. And so you can't see the paint. Um, and I then see. you Glow have the, the sponges and then they yeah. turn off the lights and you do a black light I and see. it's like look it's all over your hands that's STDs but if the activity actually gave some gloves. kids gloves mm-hmm. and those kids wouldn't have anything on their hands that would be gloves. a good like, I'm protected so, yeah. did you know right. you could do let's that let's bring right. send the kids to school with rubber gloves and condoms on that day <laughs> yes it's like oh I'll, I'm good oh I like that it, idea it work out yeah I like that idea <laughs> yeah they'll get in trouble but yeah it's just all that they oh yeah how dare you how dare you actually Protect yourself from germs. Like, no, I'm a bit of a germaphobe. I don't want to touch this. I'm not going to touch this. That's the thing is, they equate sex with yucky. You know, that was their word yucky, yucky, dirty. Sex is beautiful. It's something to be shared when you're ready. And you choose. But, and we we also need to point out that what if kids have been raped? Sexually oh, assaulted. they're yucky. Not even by yep. choice. No. I know. I they're know not. the connection. They're beautiful yes. people. And I hate this yes. stuff so no much. I know. It's harmful. <laughs> it's, so, yes. Please speak out. Please expose thrive.com. Facebook.com slash Expose Thrive. Please donate. We are a political action committee. If you give us donations and you're generous enough to do so, we use that money to advertise. And right now, okay. I have been advertising on Facebook, and it has been very effective. There's yeah. a video of me. I mean, you're down to seven. And, Come on. And, yes, yeah. seven school yeah. districts yeah. from school 20. Districts. It's exciting. But it we is. can do the rest. Um, but I just need more people to understand this and get on board and yep. help yeah. with it. So. Okay. Okay. And if they want to contact you on Facebook, what yeah. is your name on Facebook? Yeah, so, any plugs. So <laughs> Sally Hunt, but on Facebook, I have my maiden name, Sally Buxbaum Hunt, mm-hmm. B-U-X-B-A-U-M. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can email me at sally at exposedthrive.com. Sounds good. Um, yeah. And, and I also am you about- You were talking about you were going to start your own podcast. A show. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm about to be um, starting a podcast and a YouTube channel and a blog. Awesome. I just set up the blog. Oh, you're about uh, to get a whole new pile of work I in hope, front of you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. As if I haven't been busy As enough with all this. As if you'd have enough time right? with three but kids. I and, want this yeah. message to get out there yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's The Sally Show. The Sally Show. Um, so, and awesome. um, thesallyshow.com. Um, and awesome. I'll be doing this, the Sally Show YouTube and podcast. So excellent, yeah. Yeah. great. And then, and of course, if you want to get therapy, it's www.therapistinsaintlouis.com. I'm willing to help you wash away all that terrible sex education you got before <laughs> yeah. coming and getting married. And don't worry, to do. <laughs> I do. I tell the same she things does all not, day, every day. It's, it's crazy. So, and so, she does so. not keep any Cheez-Its in her office. I do. N- no, so there are. It is worry. a Cheez-It-free office Cheez-it-free. and a shame-free this office. This is a safe space. <laughs> And if you want to contact us, go to our website, aboutsexpodcast.com, or you can find us both on Facebook, and we have a YouTube channel. We're all over the place. Yep, everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> have a good night, everybody. Thank you for Thanks joining for us. Thank, Thank you for, for being, being here, here, Sally. Yeah. It was nice to meet you. You too. Good night.